Hello everyone, my name is Shakila. Welcome to Dunia. This is part of the Black Stories and Perspectives season two. And today's guest is Tiani. And Tiani and I are going to talk about her black journey and what that means to her specifically and just her experience. We're gonna have a conversation about it. And yeah. And so T, welcome. I really appreciate you being here and doing this with me again. Thank you. I'm happy to do this. Thanks for reaching out to me. Of course, of course. So I wanted to ask you, I just want to, you know, zero to a hundred real fast. I want to just get to the point. <laughs> Let's do it. I wanted to ask you, what does your blackness mean to you? To me, being black is, it's a private thing, not always talked about, and it is fighting stereotypes. But it also is beauty and confidence, confidence in your skin and who you are and having a really rich culture. Thank you for sharing your definition of what being black means to you and what do your black your blackness means to you. And I guess I wanted to ask, tell us a little bit about yourself and for the audience that don't know you, like as well as I know you and about your black journey, um, what that means to you. Yeah, um, for me, I... What I am half black, half white, and I did not have my dad in my life growing up, so I was raised by my white mom and white side of the family. And so really, like, my black journey didn't really start until I got to college, probably. And what does that exactly mean, it didn't start until you got to college, if you don't mind elaborating? I guess growing up, it just wasn't, like I said, talked about and it wasn't very much acknowledged. So I didn't really pay too much attention to it unless like someone in school said, oh, you sound pretty white or what are you? And things like that. Mm. What does that mean for you to be on this black journey specifically? Like how, you said it didn't start until you in college. How did it start? Uh, I did a project in a uh, communication for social change class, my sophomore year of college on privilege. And we were supposed to write from the perspective of someone who has privilege. And I chose to do it and write as someone who has benefited from white privilege. And I really wanted to discover all the things I kind of have been missing and not really paying attention to. And that just opened my eyes up to so much of a part of me that I didn't even know about. and. A culture that I was so disconnected from. Mm. That's really cool though. You taking that step towards wanting to know more about you, a side of you that you kind of like didn't didn't know very much about. Right, yeah. So with that first step and sort of starting your black journey, uh, where has it led you? How do you think it's played into like who you are right now and what you know, how you want to live your life? Well, I think it's really helping me find myself. I feel like there's always been like a part of me that is missing. Mm. And so I've kind of dedicated a large chunk of my college career to discovering that part of me and just like really investing in history. And I am a women, gender and sexuality studies minor. So I really care about injustice and social justice and change and equality for everybody. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to like kind of understand more is so you're saying that helped you like find yourself kind of understand more of a piece of you a piece of you that you felt has always been missing um what does that process feel like to you like what has that process been exactly 
it's really hard actually like I feel like I have to unlearn and relearn a whole bunch of things especially with history and like where I come from especially I did this project on the Lovings generation and I don't know if you've heard about this couple but they were the first um white man and black woman to make interracial marriage legal wow yeah it's really cool actually but after that the kids born from that afterwards were called like loving generation and there's a whole youtube series on it i learned a lot from there and one of the things that i took away was it's really hard to digest and work with the fact that half your ancestors were the oppressors and half were the oppressed. Mm. Yeah, that makes you in a unique path in a sense. Yeah. And I also learned from this series that a lot of the time, like, culture is passed down from mothers. And I think that since I didn't have my dad in my life, I didn't have any sort of Black culture coming in. So I'm continuously trying to learn and teach myself and grow and feel confident and embrace that part of me that I just didn't really have in my life. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it's so cool and interesting to see like, you know, you telling your story because um, I think we're all so different in so many ways, but yet a lot of us can find ways we can relate, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like when you were saying that, you know, having to cope not just cope but you were saying like you know that you're learning that you're you know half of one side of you is you know the oppressed and the other side of you is the oppressor it's kind of learning how to live with both sides you know Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's so interesting really is like you know I've been starting to think about lately you know when so a lot of what people carry is some guilt and how you know what has happened in history of the slaves in America but also what other white people carry pain to know that it can be in a side of like to be in such a side that they didn't choose to be part of i guess exactly um, yeah. and that pain of wanting to learn and want to do better but can't go past that guilt of knowing like there's there really isn't much of a culture in a sense you know yeah it's kind of lost it's lost for the people who tried to rewrite the story their way but failed to tell all other perspectives exactly and i just feel like knowing that now i I feel almost obligated to use my privilege that I have and and the culture that I'm a part of to stand up for like injustice and I want to learn more and use my voice and my platforms to help out more. That's awesome. And but you're saying you want to do that and help out more in more ways. See that's the part where I'm just trying to figure out in this crazy time especially. Like I need to for me personally, I want to be more invested and surrounded by people that are passionate about social justice and social change mm. and who are aware of it and acknowledge it and are open and willing to learn more. That makes sense. That makes sense. And I'm honestly going through the same kind of thing. That's really cool. Thank you. <laughs> it really is, though. Like, you know, I think you finding your people who are just as passionate or just as like hungry as you are for change or better you world or like things that you're passionate about surrounding yourself with that is always such a good and powerful thing because then you support each other and you grow together and I guess what I also wanted to ask you was you know what are the thoughts on like I guess sometimes people feel like you have to choose one one thing or the other 
I guess what I'm trying to say is like you know I, I like that you're saying you know you grew up you know raising a dominantly white family in a white family and you know not learning to really embrace your blackness until like years later yeah um, where you kind of kind of trying to finding yourself and finding a piece of you that's always been missing but instead of you just saying oh i'm just now that i'm finding myself and i know that i'm truly really embracing my blackness and this is like this is me you're not just highlighting just that i'm black but you also i think are you going through that journey which like it's like you know you're both you're yeah. both black and white and you're using that as a platform in a sense because you as you're saying you know you want to use that um to to make change i guess what would you say to people who feel like you know they want to hide the side of them like i don't feel like anymore i don't feel like i need to pick a side mm. like i identify as a black woman but i know both my family's histories so and i'm okay with that and i think being able to live in a more i guess you can say privileged environment i am trying now to use that privilege to be more aware than i used to be when i was younger and yeah. be more compassionate and understanding of people that didn't live how i live yeah if that makes sense no it does i basically that was my question feeling like you're needing to choose yeah and i think it's such an important thing people to learn and realize that like you don't <laughs> they're both part of you they're both part of your story you get to choose how you write it and how it ends and it gets to be so with everything that's been going on with the world you know when i'm saying everything and being specifics with this you know like racism is nothing new to america <laughs> Yeah. people saying it's just being more filmed and more people are kind of waking up to it um how are you processing how are you dealing it especially when you you know you're so ready to like embrace that part of you you're so ready to like help and change but how is that 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 role of embracing your blackness playing in your life you know what i mean right um, yeah i almost in a way feel more inclined to embrace my my blackness and to speak up on my blackness and stand as a black woman and just make it more known and vocal cuz i remember in high school i just wanted to fit in and like you know straighten my hair and i wanted to be as white as i could be and now i'm trying to not do that i'm trying to embrace our culture and and make all the histories like known how they are all written backwards and they're all wrong mm Like everything I learned in high school is not what I learned in my Black Power history class. And that just opened my eyes to so many things that are wrong with education and who gets to tell whose stories. Yeah. And so I think like right now it's just hard because I don't know when I first heard about all this going on, I was I didn't know how to feel because I feel like these sadly this happens a lot where someone dies black person dies and there's a big like uproar and then it dies off and like i i feel like that's horrible and it shouldn't die off but it's like you can't control the people who don't want to see it mm yeah yeah i mean exactly you know people go through this phase oh it's like a trend yeah um they go through this phase where it's just like it's temporarily unfortunately it isn't um but like how do you you know how do we keep how do we You know, this is a question I'm asking not just you but everyone listening like we can only fight our own battles and our own demons but we can also fight and keep raising awareness but how do we you know how do we make sure the fire keeps burning because there was a point where the fire was so hot 
that everybody felt the heat. Yeah. But now that it's burning down, only those still involved feel the heat and those who are getting burned and others who can step away from the heat because the heat is not, you know, burning enough to, uh, you know, to kind of force them into the situation of listening or being part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Like, what are your thoughts on how to, like, keep keeping people knowing like this is this is the reality and this is not just a trend and this is not just um temporarily well i think first of all i have to start with myself like i have to keep educating myself and going out there and looking for petitions to sign and being vocal and educated on everything that's going on currently and i think from there it starts with the people that are around you i think especially for those who have for people like me who have a lot of white people around them it's very important to speak up when you hear something that you don't agree with and try to educate them on how it should be seen or how it should be said or how to be appropriate and respecting of everybody and just like you like with your posts I think making known a lot of black own businesses whether that be fitness or jewelry or I really like to support uh, black vegan companies and I think just really being invested in helping give people a platform to use their voice yeah exactly that's what I've been trying but maybe also giving people that a platform to speak for themselves it's such an important thing you know yeah um, yeah that makes sense it really does and you're right you know it's not just you gotta start with yourself and then you also gotta keep keep at it you gotta keep letting them know keep supporting them and keep letting others in your life know the importance of it yeah so moving forward and just being where you are right now in this present and you're looking back to the little girl that you are um what advice would you give her oh little t i would tell her to stop trying to fit in don't fit in stand out embrace the color of your skin yes (laughs) be more involved with other people that look like you and just really i guess just give yourself a little break and love yourself for who you are and what you look like (laughs) that's yeah for everybody listening and i think you know i say that what advice would you give your little self is because you've you know you know who you are now and you look back and you keep thinking about that. But for anybody listening right now and going through that, when you're feeling like you have to choose, when you're feeling like, you know, you don't know enough, mm-hmm. there's so many resources out there, you know? And there's so many, even like, did you, I guess this is a little off topic. It's not off topic, it's on topic, but <laughs> like, how was your hair journey? I know that's a different topic and we can go to a whole depth of different conversation with that, but how was your hair journey as part of that you know part of growing up because you know you have different hair texture mm-hmm. um you know you probably your mom would uh i have you know you and i you have completely different hair textures you know right yeah but you going through that hair journey how was that for you because i imagine other kids out there being in the same situation or and back then i feel like we didn't have as much resources the natural hair movement as we do now oh yeah no um but how did you how did like how was that for you well, for me, I have pretty thin, wavy hair. Like, it's kind of damaged right now because I've dyed it a lot. But, like, when I was younger, I had cute little curls that were wavy. Mm-hmm. And 
like I just in high school and like just growing up people tell me I have white girl hair and so I kind of just ran with it and when I got braids I feel like a little weird like obviously now I just love braids I'm, I'm obsessed with them they're so fun and they make me feel really good and confident but when I was younger I just didn't want to get braids all the time especially cornrows and I just thought it made me not look white so I didn't want to do it and so it was really hard to play with my hair like that and looking at YouTube now I can see people doing edges and all kinds of different braids and buns and gels that like I didn't have any of that resource to play around with. Exactly so I guess we both kind of have the same advice we would give us back to embrace that look you know. Yeah. And embrace that part of you when you're younger. And it's not easy. But now I feel like people have more opportunities and have more resources um, for them than we did back when we were younger. Yeah, I agree. Which is awesome. I'm so yeah. I'm so happy for that too, yeah. <laughs> Tiani, thank you so much for doing this and opening up and just start sharing your journey, your Black journey and um, telling your story. I really appreciate it. It's so important for others to understand like you're not alone. I mean, we might be worlds apart, we might be, no matter where we are, we all have a story and it's so important for us to put it out there and it's so important to share it and it's so important for us to listen to others and understand that it's so important to understand that we have so much more in common than we don't. So um, thank you for sharing a part of you with with whoever is listening. Thank you for listening to me and having me do this with you. Of course, of course. Always really great. Always. yeah, and Asante, Sana, merci beaucoup to everybody listening. And thank you again. Until next time, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>